Welcome to How to Be a Human Being in the World, the podcast that showcases the strength, resilience, and humanity in all of us and provides a space where you can embrace the messy parts of life. We've all got them and unapologetically be more of who you really are. I'm your host, Dr. Kathleen Young. I'm a psychiatrist, certified life coach, and I'm also a human, just like you. Pull up a seat as we bear witness to the healing, connection, and inspiration that comes from the stories of our lives. Welcome back to How to Be a Human Being in the World. In this episode, I want to talk about resentment. It is resentment's a topic I've alluded to in a few different episodes, and it's one that comes up a lot in my work with clients and patients and friends. <laughs> I don't really work with my friends, but in my discussions with friends. So I decided to circle back and cover it in more detail in this episode. And I plan to do that with a few other topics, if I can remember what they are. I know in, in some of these episodes, I'm, I often say that certain topics could be their own episodes. So I'm going to try to get to as many of those sort of follow-up episodes as possible. So let's talk about resentment. You know, resentment is an emotion that I know well because I spent many years stuck in it in various relationships and aspects of my life. I mean, not like intensely. I'm not a hugely resentful person, but I definitely felt resentment at times. And mainly because there was a part of me that was like people-pleasing a lot. You know, I didn't um, see it as people-pleasing at the time, but I definitely have had a streak of people-pleasing. And, you know, when people are people-pleasers, they tend to feel resentful. And so, um, so I've definitely felt it in my life and I'm sure a lot of you listening have as well, but it's an emotion that I rarely feel anymore, or at least one I haven't felt in quite some time because of the way I have chosen to start thinking about resentment in my relationships. So resentment, you know, it's an emotion that is really based in the belief that something should be different than it is. That something should, there's that should, be different. It's usually like that someone should be doing something different than they are. And when we think this, or at least when I think this, I feel resentful. If I believe somebody should be doing something that they're not doing, then I feel mad and I'm doing it instead, or I'm not getting what I want, then I feel resentful. And what's important to really understand about that, that we don't really often think about, is that when you have the belief that someone should be doing something different or that they should be different, you're arguing against the reality of what is, what they are doing, and who they are. They aren't different. You know, like one of my mentors talks about Byron Katie a lot, and Byron Katie um, says that when you argue against reality, you lose every time. So it's this idea that the reality is this is the who this person is. This is how they do it. And the more you want it to be different, the more frustrated and disappointed you will feel. And I know this because I used to feel this a lot in my relationships. You know, with my family, I used to get really frustrated when they weren't doing what I thought they should be doing. I actually see this a lot in my work with people and families, right? You know, especially when I'm talking to somebody 
you know, who's like middle aged and, and they may be caring for aging parents with their siblings. You know, people, I saw this a lot over the holidays, you know, more than once people express a lot of frustration or resentment. You know, they feel resentful when they feel like they're the one, the sibling that's doing all the work and no one else is. <laughs> and most often, I mean, I don't want to stereotype, but it's kind of true. Most often it's women and then they're annoyed that their brothers aren't doing this as much or they don't get the same treatment or they don't think about it in the same way. And, you know, we make excuses for brothers. We're like, oh, well, they just think about things differently. And and that's because they were socialized differently. I mean, if we really want to talk about the reality of our society, we socialize men and women differently, boys and girls differently. And so we teach girls and women that it's bad if they put their needs first and that they're good and virtuous if they put everyone else's needs ahead of their own. And so as long as they are focused on everybody else, then they're good, right? So when women often end up doing a lot of things that they don't want to do so that other people see them as good or don't see them as bad. And I think that's one of the main reasons we see differences among men and women and they think about these things in a different way. I'm sure it's not the only reason, but it is a reason. So what happens is women often do more or they do things that they don't want to do because other people want them to do it. And then they feel resentful towards these other people for not doing their share without really recognizing that this is really a choice that's born out of the way that they were socialized, not because the other person is wrong. Okay. And when you can understand that, then it's going to help you break free from that pressure to, you know, put your needs aside and just do these things and live in resentment and then be angry at the other person. It's like, you don't have to do it differently either. That's what society has taught you is right. It's not necessarily right. Or in marriages, right? Like I see that resentment in marriages a lot when someone doesn't feel like their spouse is doing what they should be doing or what they really want them to be doing. Even though they don't, they don't often tell their spouse what they actually want. They just want their spouse to know. <laughs> I just want him to know that he should show up with flowers. That's so stereotypical to say men and women, but it's kind of true. They don't communicate it, but they just want their spouse to know. And I felt this at work, right? Like, you know, I work in a very service oriented field. And so this idea, like I felt some resentment that people should just know, or they just shouldn't do these things. And it's kind of like, well, why shouldn't they, right? Or other situations. But as I've become more honest about what I want and need, like honest with myself and with the people around me, I feel resentment much less. I feel it less as I've become more accepting of other people and I've allowed them room or space to just be themselves by dropping certain unhelpful expectations. I feel it less as I've started to recognize where I have control in my life and started to take responsibility for my own happiness instead of waiting for other people to make me happy, right? I feel it much less in that way. And that's not to say I never feel annoyed or angry or frustrated at other people. I most certainly do. I just don't feel the same level of resentment that I used to feel, or I'm able to let it go a lot faster and more easily. I just got back from this incredible trip to Bermuda. If you haven't been, I highly recommend it. It is a beautiful island. The weather was perfect. Um, and the person I was traveling with is a lot different than me from like, he has a different temperament, a different approach to the world and life. 
he probably leads a somewhat different lifestyle. I mean, to some extent, I don't want to overstate it. We have a lot of similarities, but a lot of differences and, you know, how we kind of move through life. And there were definitely times and not a lot of times. I largely had an amazing time and it was wonderful. But there were definitely times when I felt myself becoming annoyed when he wasn't doing things the way that I wanted to do him to do them when I wanted him to do them. Right. And, and that makes sense. We all feel that way. Right. Like if only people could just agree with me all the time and do things the way I want them to do it, the world would be wonderful. But you know, that's not the reality is like other people aren't me. And so they're not going to do things the way that I do them. And I would find myself trying to rush him out the door I'm a really more, I'm not necessarily, I'm a morning person in the sense that I get up early. And so I want to get the day going. I didn't want to be late for tennis. I didn't want to miss a minute of it, or I didn't want to miss too much beach time. And so I wanted him to be like on this same page with me and to happen. I wanted him to do things like exactly the way I wanted them. And what, what ended up happening is that it was just, he wasn't necessarily, and, and I don't want to make it seem like he wasn't doing, he was doing a lot, but he wasn't necessarily doing it the way I wanted to do it all the time. And so it was creating a lot of annoyance and resentment for me that he wasn't doing it my way. And, you know, at some point I realized like, you know, if I want to do all these things, if I want to get to tennis on time and we did, I could just go, <laughs> you know, that's the, I'm have total control over that. But I was there with him. I wanted to be with him. I wanted to enjoy my time to, with him. I wanted to, do things together with him. And all of this frustration and annoyance and, and resentment wasn't leading me to enjoying the time together. You know, you see how that works. It's like, I wanted to enjoy it with him and this is him. So enjoying it with him requires a lot, not a lot, but uh, you know, a degree of flexibility on my part that I wasn't initially willing to see. So what I did was to just try to release those expectations that it had to go a certain way. And it was hard, believe me. <laughs> it's not easy to re just release expectations. I'm reading a whole book on releasing, which is fascinating. I mean, I'm not sure I agree with the book in all ways, but it's a fascinating concept. But so it was hard, but believe me, like every you know, every time I could do it and release that expectation, it led to so much less tension and so much more enjoyment in the activity that we were doing in our time together. And, you know, at some point I, I would realize that whatever thing I was feeling frustrated with wasn't that important. It didn't really matter. And so the takeaway from this is that resentment is completely optional. I know it doesn't always feel that way. It feels like, you know, of course, they, like they should go this way. Why aren't they doing this way? you know, this thing, this way, but it is, it's totally optional. You can decide to be resentful or not. And resentment is an emotion that actually harms us more than anybody else. It's like we end up punishing ourselves by feeling it, even though in our minds it's directed towards someone else that like it's happening because of them. But oftentimes that other person has no idea that you feel it or they don't feel your resentment. Sometimes they do. If you're married to them, probably at some points they do. But it definitely doesn't usually get them to change their behaviors, like at all. <laughs> Being resentful towards your spouse or your friend or whoever is not the thing that's going to get them to do something different. And so what usually happens is we feel it and we're the one left feeling very crappy and nothing changes. It's like, what that's, what's the saying? I always get it right, but it's something like, you know, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I don't know if that's resentment or something else, but whatever. Like that sort of 
resentment though. It's this idea that like you're the one who's feeling terrible and you expect somebody else to feel it, but they don't. And resentment keeps us from enjoy, like really enjoying the other people in our life. It blocks closeness. You cannot have closeness and connection in your relationships. It can't exist when you have resentment. So it blocks that. So as you can see, there's a lot of negative consequences from choosing to feel resentful. So what purpose does it actually serve? Because people feel it. And so I thought about this for a minute. And I think the main purpose is that it allows us to blame someone else for our feelings. It allows you to blame someone else for your frustration, for why you're not happy, for, for why you don't have what you want or why you're not doing what you want. You know, I'm not able to just like not do for my parents because nobody else will do it. So it's, it's your sibling's fault that you're miserable doing all these things. And often we don't realize that, that we're doing this, that we're using it as a way to blame. But it is, it's a tool that allows us to not take responsibility. And when you take a closer look at resentment, you see a few other things about it, right? Resentment happens as the result of uncommunicated expectations. I think uncommunicated is not a, really a word, but I'm using it here. Or sometimes just unmet expectations. I read somewhere, I think it was like on Instagram or something, somebody put up a quote that said that unspoken expectations, there's unspoken, it's not uncommunicated. Unspoken expectations are premeditated resentment. So when we don't tell people what we expect from them, then we are setting ourselves up to be resentful when they don't do it. So it's this sort of unspoken expectations. And sometimes people do communicate their expectations and then they're disappointed when those expectations aren't met. But so often resentment brews because we aren't asking people for what we need or telling them what we expect from them. And that happens. I did a, like an Instagram poll on this at some point. And what I came up with is this happens because people are afraid of the rejection or the disappointment that comes with expressing what you want and need from someone, often someone close to you, and not having them meet your needs, not having them do it, not having them change the way they're doing it or not care that you need it or seem to not care. And that can be really painful when people don't meet your needs, the people that you care most about. And I think there can also be a lot of shame related to communicating your needs. I mean, think about how many people won't ask for help or say what they need. That's, I'll just do it myself, right? That's, that's that shame of like having a need of wanting somebody else to meet your needs. And particularly women, just even like needing something or wanting something is so taboo. You know, women are taught to put everybody else's needs first and in some cases to just ignore their own needs. So there's that shame in asserting your needs or acknowledging them. And then there's this other like component of resentment that's envy. And I think I mentioned this on an earlier episode, but I was reading Brene Brown's book, Atlas of the Heart. And this is this like book that describes like all emotions. I mean, like not maybe not every single emotion, but so many of them. And she writes about emotions in like categories or in families. And, you know, I couldn't even finish the book. I'll be honest, because it was like so dense and full of it, but it was uh, full of emotions, like many of them. But it was super interesting because she she writes about how she writes about resentment and envy in the same category or, or the same family and how they have similarities. And I had never previously thought about it that way, 
But when I read this about resentment, it made a lot of sense. You know, often when we resent someone, we do so because they're doing something or they're able to do something that deep down we wish we could do. We wish we didn't feel like we had to you know, make dinner every night or whatever it is that we feel like we're not getting. So think about it. You know, like if you feel resentful towards your sibling because they're not helping out as much with your aging parents, there's probably a part of you, even if it's just a small one, that wishes you could just let go and go on vacation and not do so much and not feel as guilty about it or is compelled to do it. You probably wouldn't just up and leave or just let someone else do it. But what if you could? Is there some part of you that would feel relieved if you could just do that? Or if someone just stepped in and did it for you and you didn't have to do it, that probably would feel great. So there is probably a part of you that does feel envy towards your sibling for being able to do that, for being able to just let somebody else do it. Same thing with your spouse. What if you could just stop doing certain things, like making dinner every night? Wouldn't that feel better? You know, you probably wouldn't choose to do all of these things, clean the house, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you would. But if you really were choosing these things because you wanted them, you wouldn't feel resentful about it. So you probably wouldn't choose to do certain things if somebody else was willing to do it. And I say all this because I do want to underscore that bo- there's the, you know, the bottom line is you always have a choice. And the more you act as if you don't have a choice, the more resentful you feel. And so there's envy that somebody else is making a choice that you kind of wish you could make. And so what we do instead of acknowledging that it's a choice is that we sit in resentment instead and and act as though we're forced to do it. And people are like, well, I don't have a choice. It's like you always have a choice. You have a choice for everything. You're always deciding and choosing to do whatever it is that you do or don't do in your life. And the more you act as if you don't, the more resentful you will feel. And the more you are able to acknowledge these choices, the more empowered you become and the better able you are to let some of these expectations of other people go and to just take control of your your own happiness and leave resentment behind. So understanding all of this about resentment, these basics of resentment, I came up with some suggestions for dealing with resentment or thinking about how to let resentment go. And, and the first thing I came up with is to ask yourself why you feel resentful, right? Why you, why you feeling the resentment? Why you feel resentful in the first place? Why you really feel it? And getting honest, not because somebody else is a jerk or lazy or all of these things. Like those things might be true, but like you're feeling resentful because you believe that that, that should be different, that that person shouldn't be lazy. But the reality is they are lazy, <laughs> And so the more you think they shouldn't be, the more you're stuck in a situation where you're arguing with reality. And when you can get honest, chances are this will lead to a much more productive solution. If you're mad at your spouse because they aren't making dinner, maybe you can order out. Maybe you can find someone else to do it. Or maybe you can come to some other compromise instead of just being resentful and mad about it or being the one who does it all the time. So that's the first thing. Get honest. And number two, ask for what you want. Once you identify why you feel resentful instead of stewing in resentment, ask for what you really want. People can't read your mind and sometimes they don't even know that you're angry. So you have to tell them, this is what I want you to do. You make requests. And if they don't do it, then you you can decide where you go from there. But you have to start by letting them know and asking for what you want. Number three, let people be who they are. You can't change them. And the more you try, the more disappointed you will be and the more disconnected you will feel from that person. 
People don't like to be told what to do. They don't like to be told they're doing it wrong. And it really sucks to feel like someone else is always trying to change you into something that you're not. That's sort of the basis of conditional love, right? We always talk about how we want unconditional love or we love people unconditionally. We want to be loved unconditionally, but that's not loving someone unconditionally. What that is saying is there's a condition on it. I'll love you more. I'll like you more if you change and be who I want you to be versus who you actually are. So let people be who they are. And they may surprise you. They may show up in ways that you didn't think. When you can stop trying to make them be different, they may actually be able to rise to the occasion in ways that you never expected. And you may not feel as disappointed or resentful. And number four, is there another way, you ask yourself, is there another way to have your needs met? If that person isn't doing it, is there another way to have your need met, right? What else could you do that's going to get you? Because I, I feel like a lot of times if our needs are being met, you know, if we feel like we're in control, then we don't have resentment. And so like, is there another way to have your needs met? And if all else fails, remind yourself of your choices, right? You have choices to get your needs met. And you don't have to continue to feel resentful. You have a choice to feel resentful. You can decide to let it go. Even if it's hard, you can decide that it's not worth it. It's not important. It's not worth you feeling resentful. That's all I have for this week. I hope this gets your juices flowing and your wheels spinning and thinking about resentment in your own life and how you want to have it be there or not be there and how you can let it go. Until next time. Are you ready to have the life you actually want instead of the life you think you should want? Or maybe you just want to start having more fun. Either way, I can help. Head on over to my website, www.drkathleenyoungcoaching, that's Kathleen with a K, dot com. Or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at drkathleenyoung.coaching. You can sign up for a free consultation on my website and we can talk about the life you want to create and see whether group or one-on-one -on -one life coaching is right for you. Midlife doesn't have to be a crisis. It's never too late to create the rest of your story. Thanks for listening to this episode and see you next time.